Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. The Mezcal Tones are a six-piece band from Sydney who have just released their fourth album, Agave Soiree, with a very appealing cover on it, not long after playing an amazing 10 shows at the Tamworth Country Music Festival. I am talking to guitarist, band leader, Neralita, and lead singer, Cole Padre, to find out all about it and about the album. Hello, Neralita. Hello, Cole Padre. Hello, Sophie. Thanks for having it. It's an absolute pleasure to be talking to you again, although I'm not sure if you can have recovered from 10 shows at Tamworth. That's a really packed schedule. So take me through it. How was it? Have you indeed recovered? Okay, so we were very fortunate to be um, to have shows booked at West, both at the Diggers and the Leagues Club. We're alternating between those two, and plus we did a, a showcase at the Fan Zone and, of course, Tamworth Shopping World. I mean, one has to do... Nice. Chad does one, so we had to do one. Anyway, it was um, quite hectic, but um, very successful, and we've been booked again for next year. So very, very happy about that. Well, they're obviously getting in early to make sure they can get you because I would imagine if they hadn't, other venues would have snapped you up. But, Cole, how do you take care of your voice with a schedule like that? Because it's a, yeah, these are long shows. It's not just three songs and you're out of there. Yeah, well, thank, that's a good question because it's something that you, you don't realise until you go on tour how, how how important it is, and it all comes down to warm ups. I, when I when it's just your, your average sort of you know one gig a week, it doesn't really matter. But if you if you do the warm ups, and I used to, used to laugh at warm warm ups when I was younger, but you do the warm ups, you do the right thing, you don't gas on like some people like to talk a lot, not me. Not me. I'm not like that. But after a show, you don't gas on afterwards and drink lots of stuff. You, you go home, you eat lots of good food. She talks a lot after the show. Not me. Not me. So, yeah, and be careful. You know, you, you just got to do the right things. Make good choices. Do you have, so you have warm-ups. Is there such a thing as a warm-down for the voice after a show or is it just not talking too much is the warm-down? You know, all the rules are you're supposed to just simply have uh, warm or room temperature fluids mm-hmm. as you'll notice that I, I always do that in my shows I'm always having fluids well, that's because the beer the beer gets warm by the time it's been on the stage for half an hour is that what it is that's why I buy six at a time anyway kiddies I'm just I'm just joking kiddies any children watching this this is just a joke ladies and gentlemen um but yeah so the warm down involves um lots of warm beers Sorry, Kitty. No, it doesn't. There's no such thing as a warm down in my world. No, it, it just sort of I go to sleep. That's a warm down. <laughs> now, Neralita, anyone who has seen the band live knows that you and Mimi, who features on the cover of the album, are fabulous. And there is a lot of fabulousness, fabulousness that goes on. I'm wondering how you maintain it in the Tamworth heat, though. It's it's quite an art. I look, it's game face on, Sophie. It's just like, you know what? No matter how tired you are, you just get up on stage have a, like a G and T and just get into get into the groove. And I love you. She's so good, isn't she? <laughs> I, I make it through there with my. I'm surprised you didn't ask me how I look so beautiful all the way through. Basically, I look at the world through rose-coloured glasses, and everybody looks beautiful to me. But um, 
she wouldn't allow anybody not to look fabulous. Yeah. She she runs, and you forgot to mention, she also also drives the Winnebago. It's not just the boss of the band, but she also drives the Winnebago. No, but you know what? It's all it's all about keeping the um the look fresh. So we like have lots of different outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys have lots of different shirts to match the girls' outfits, and we just like to keep it engaging. And engaging, isn't that good? And all of our shirts, when we play in Tamworth, in, in you know a nice cool thirty-five degrees, and that is a nice cool. They're all black. They're all long sleeve, and they're, they're really well made. They manufacture really good, thick, well, you know, and I, they soak up the sweat. And you know, you get something like that adds about eight pounds, yeah. I reckon. David, and that's how we keep fresh is just have nice wet shirts. <laughs> well, I, well, actually, well, I'm thinking you're warm down. Would it involve washing the clothes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it must look like? A, I, I imagine like a, a footy mum's line, you know, it's your turn to wash the team's jerseys because there's all these matching shirts <laughs> on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and there they all are. All right, uh, tomorrow but it's good we've got a few outfits so we, we made it through 10 shows pretty well actually without having to wash oh. wash the clothes i mean well right. even then i don't really want to know what the washing smelled like as you were driving home but that's neither here nor there Sophie, you- what happens on tour stays on tour you know that You've been, well we've been on tour together we know that okay that's true that's true there are some things that shall never be spoken of Again, Nerola knows what I'm talking about. All right. So you play regularly around Sydney um, in the main. Um, you also keep up a regular rehearsal schedule. I'm wondering why it's important to you to rehearse so regularly when you play so much, because some bands would just think, you know what, playing is the rehearsal. Nerola, later, I think that's a question for you. And it's definitely a question for her. Because we replaced the word regular with gruelling um, <laughs> and, and, and punishment. Get that in there somewhere. So anyway, go ahead with our regimented grueling schedule. So, so basically I like to keep the band well rehearsed mm-hmm. and also introduce new material. So uh, to keep to keep the sets fresh and, um, yeah, so you don't expect the same set list each time you come and see us. Yeah. And dance. And dance. And, and, and dance, yeah. Do you know how many songs you know as a band? Um, about... Some people would say after a gig that I don't know any of. <laughs> About sixty or seventy, something like right. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot to keep in the repertoire at any one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, but she's supposed to know ninety. Yeah. Right? And you're marking her constantly, Cole. <laughs> the numbers game, Sophie. I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> Look, I like the way you've tied that in there. It's very neat, and I appreciate the synergy. Maybe we could call it that. That's okay. a theme that's emerging. It's we like... can go with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I calculate that's correct. Well, I did ask that question deliberately about rehearsal because it goes to uh, the consistency of the output on the new album, Agave Soiree, because what struck me straight away about it is how tight the band sounds. Now, when you play live, you are an incredibly tight live band. That's why you have people coming back. Well, it's one of the reasons why you have so many regulars who come to your Sydney shows, who come back to your Tamworth shows year after year, because they know they're going to have a really entertaining time because you're really, really good. doesn't always translate to recording though, because the studio is obviously a different environment. So how did you ensure that you could replicate that sound from your live show or the tightness of the sound in the live show on this album? You know what, Sophie, what we did is like we... She's nailed it, hasn't she? Yeah. 
We actually um, made sure that we were playing all the songs on the album live for at least, what, three months, four months before we went into the recording studio rather than just sort of write the tracks and um, keep on working on them. We made sure that we finished them in time so that we could include them in the set and uh, make sure that they delivered live as well. And not just that, but the little little tweaks, you know, you're doing it and you just hear something, you go, yeah. And, and really we're not a, we're not a, a band that's, totally loaded we're really stoked we're sponsored we're happily sponsored by the manly longboard company and that really helps us out we wouldn't be able to record at all if it wasn't for that but the luxury of going into the studio and writing an album oh that would be awesome but that's not us we have to be totally rehearsed so you actually you actually nailed it it's all about and we rehearsed and rehearsed we wrote we tweaked we tweaked and we got them exactly how we we knew we wanted we we did pre-production recordings of them we, we knew what we were going for and um, and we were able to go in there and just get it really positively. I also really like that the structure of the album mimics one of your sets. You start with an instrumental and you end with an instrumental and so it's, it is like this whole journey. But when you were choosing which order to put the songs on the album, were you thinking of it like that? I was, yeah, it's, you're quite right. That's how I write the set lists. I um we usually do you look stuff. at keys as well and how the, the next song will relate to the key before it when she puts the set list. Yeah, but I usually try to start with an instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um in this particular just in case I'm late coming back from the bar or something. <laughs> that has happened. It's been witnessed. <laughs> I, I know, I know to come back. Oh, they're playing. I must be needed eventually. <laughs> but um we don't always end with an instrumental, but it felt right to put um, Amity Isle at the end of this as a sort of con- concluding song on this album. So Yeah, and it does work well because it's sort of when the album's on repeat, it's mm. you enter the cycle again and then it's like, yeah. oh, I'm back here. How great. Uh, yeah. Now, there are several originals on the album. Cole Padre, are you the chief songwriter? Well, I used to be, uh, but management's got involved. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, uh, I tell you what, it's interesting because Shango and I, um, basically the process with us is um, Shango will get an idea and, and, and work it to a certain level, bring it to the band. I'll, I'll get an idea, I'll, I'll work it to a, a certain level. Um, I might take it to Lukey, our bass player, we might work some stuff in. The, the, the bass line will then become a primary melody line in the thing before we bring it to the band. Uh, this album... I was taking it to Shango at first. Shango is bringing pieces into the band. Mm-hmm. Um, let me actually now that's a pretty good question because when I think about the first album, uh, I was writing more second as well. And the, the last album, Shango really started to enjoy writing, and 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 um, he wrote a few more. And, and this album, I think he's taken a, a, a stride, quite a, a a strong lead on this. Mm-hmm. We should say Shango is your lead guitarist, yeah. um, so it makes sense that he would be involved. Do you enjoy writing with each other, or are this is there some argy bargy that goes on? Oh, well, how cool is that? That's a great question because it's really, it's really an awesome thing when we're writing stuff. If before you bring it in the band, we've got a rule: once it's in the band forum, we all own it and we just go for it and we we do what we want. 
And if we feel uh, there's nothing extra we want to add, we leave that off. But look, there's been times when there's there has been some no hold bars. I'm not going to name any names because I'm not like that. I wouldn't do stuff like that. But some people are more um, outspoken. Outspoken <laughs> in, in perhaps what they might want, uh, and others are just kind of easygoing. But but yeah, the, the the songwriting has been absolutely awesome. You bring something to the table. And people just jump in and, and love it. It's like a big, big bowl of popcorn. I love the way you imply that Nero Leader is not easygoing when she has to put up with all of you just quietly. <laughs> Unfortunately for Nero Leader, she's my only comedy foil here. If, if there was someone else, I'd, I'd try and I'd try and blame them. But unfortunately, it's my beautiful wife who's going to cop it. Guess who's going to cop it later? Yeah. <laughs> But we should also say she's she's not only your beautiful wife, she's also your duet partner um, on a song on the album, and that song is Wouldn't Last a Day. Was it, oh, this is a question for you, Nara Leader, was it fun doing a call and response song with Colt? It was, it's great fun play, playing it on stage. We're very, very silly on stage together. But that song was actually, would you like to explain who you wrote the song? No, no, just answer the question, darling. <laughs> I'm enjoying your answer because you're so well-spoken. So um, we have a whole lot of fun singing that song on stage and, like, there's, like, certain glares at one another, certain sort of, like... And then we do the song. (laughs) Look look, look away. Look away after singing a line. It is a really fun song. So, yes, Cole, who did you write it with? Okay, so... I get to do this really cool gag, and it's not a gag because I said it by accident the first time. I said it's okay if you if you if you wrote it with another woman, but you were thinking of another woman when it was happening. And I, I think I got away with it. So I, I said something like, "So sure, I did rock." Anyway, no, I, I, look, I tried it once. I think I got away with it once. Uh, that'll do. Uh, but yes, so I had this awesome thing. Um, I got retrenched during COVID. And that was pretty awesome. And I thought to myself, I, I said to the missus, do you mind if I just sit on my backside and do nothing for six months and just write some songs? And um, she said, sure, honey, no problems. I'll, I'll do all the work. And um, so I did that. And I, I went and did a, uh, I was asked by uh, the beautiful and talented Danny Young to do a collaboration. Now, this was years ago. And I, I sort of didn't know what she meant at the time. I wasn't sure. Um, but I think she meant to write a song. And um, so I forgot about that. And then I, I, when I was unemployed, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go out and, and explore some songwriting things and contacted her and, and she couldn't remember me at all. Um, but we did. she could, of course she could. I was just joking. And uh, I went around her place and we went to this beautiful area, this little sort of almost an atrium with a beautiful peaceful garden outside with these beautiful ferns and I think there was little birdies tweeting outside and we wrote this song about arguing and it was one of the most peaceful and beautiful moments of my life and she's cool Danny how you going and that was really cool thank you for welcoming me into your home and so yeah we, we were going to actually record it with Danny singing and we were we but I like the song that much. I said, "No, you can record it with me." I wasn't. It wasn't even going to be a mezcal tone song. It was just going to be out there. Yeah. And she loved it, and she knew that I was thinking of her when I was with Danny. And, <laughs> because... and it's true. You, you, it's true. You wouldn't last a day without it. Let's face it. <laughs> that is the name of the song. 
what happens on tour stays on tour. So if you, no, no, the truth is, yeah, Neri runs things around here and, and she also runs the band. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's a really fun song to sing. It's very yeah. silly on stage. It's a fun song we, to listen to as well, yeah. yeah we have it up. Real. It's a little real. <laughs> we ham it up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but Nerolita, you also took lead vocals on another track and that's not something you've necessarily embraced in the past, actually. I've noticed you're doing it more live. It was great to hear another song from you on the album. Are you singing more now than you used to or is it just a perception that I have that you are singing more? Um, you know what? That was, an, that was another song that Cole wrote with another woman. <laughs> and um, Ladies, I, just look at the number at the bottom of the screen. Give me a call. <laughs> call, me, call me now. What are you wearing? Oh, you're outrageous. <laughs> and um, anyway, and I said, I really like that song. I, I think it should be a Mescaltone song. And what, what do you think about if I... But I had a go at singing it. And, um, yeah, so it wasn't sort of intentional. I just thought it was a really, really good song. So I thought I'd give it a try, and I think it came out okay. It did, absolutely. Um, now, Cole, this is a, a question for you. The band also makes great videos, and the latest is Motorcycle Girl, and these yeah. videos are your creations. What do you like about the video process? Um not much, but I love the result. You know, like it's a lot of hard work. People think I want to go make movies, but you know, you 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 you're doing a lot of stuff. You you're writing um, every scene, you, and 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 it doesn't happen in order, and 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 you put it all together like this beautiful jigsaw puzzle. And um, we actually we were sh- having a shoot uh, just a couple of days ago for episode three, actually, of Motorcycle Girl. So. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's what do I like about it, Sophie? You like the end result. You like the creation. Yeah, yeah. I, I do actually. I, I like I like getting up early in the morning. I love not drinking. Of <laughs> you know being focused on something that's. You know, well, we we've got a really good um, camera guy, cinematographer slash editor, slash editor, slash editor who's fantastic to work with. Right. Really, really, uh-huh. really good, Brian Fisher. Um, we and- worked with him on one of the first things we did was a short film Uno, um, mm-hmm. and we worked with him on that. And uh, he's very started working with again. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's a fantastic guy to work with, and makes things really easy and really smooth. Yeah, so, right. When yeah. people can find those on your YouTube channel, I think you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, they can also find you live quite a bit around Sydney because you're a very busy live band. Now, where are your regular gigs for people who may wish to catch you somewhere soon? Okay, so we play once a month at the Orient in the Rocks. Uh, we're playing once a month at Narrabeen Sands Hotel. We play... Which is awesome because Narrabeen Sands Hotel is uh, like such a... A, a, a legend for Australian music, you know. Mm-hmm. So to play there is uh, is pretty huge, and they they have a good PA there, good sized room, and uh, good lines for the bar, you know. And it's very important to me: short lines, short draw between the keg and the lo- and the and the tap. It's a really good pub. Just so your reckon- beer can get warmer faster. Yes, yes. <laughs> get warmer faster. Good. You you were paying attention. Dang. And um, we played the Marrickville Bolo once every three months. 
We've got our album launch this Friday night, March 3. Um, at well, we don't know when Sophie's going to post this, so yeah, it, it is true. March 3. We to edit it out. <laughs> which is yesterday. We're doing it yesterday. Um, and we play at Collaroy Beach Club regularly. Uh, Shady Pines. In Shady Pines. A lot of places, really, yeah. yeah. Shady yeah. Pines are really cool. They they. they Give us lots of gigs. And, and the yeah. reason why you get lots of gigs is because you are great live and even though I've known you both for a very long time, you are fantastic live and that's why I come back regularly because it's always a guaranteed good time. And unfortunately I'm going to have to wrap it up there, but people can catch you in Sydney. You'll be back at Tamworth next year and they have the album. Here it is again, Agave Soiree to enjoy. Not Cole Padre Nerolita, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank you very much, Sophie. Thanks, Sophie. Nice Thanks to talk to you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.